Very good. I want to welcome everyone to uh, a special meeting of the Ventura Water Commission, Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. Looking uh, to our agenda, let's have a call to order, please. Or a roll call, please. Deborah? Commissioner Ackerman? Here. Commissioner Burton? Here. Commissioner Clint? Here. Commissioner McCombs? She is here. Commissioner Mulligan? Here. Commissioner McCord? She is here as well. Commissioner Hoover? Here. Let's go to item number one. This is our final draft uh, 2020 water shortage event contingency plan. Uh, I will turn it over to Ventura Water staff. I believe we have a presentation. Yeah, Ginny will be giving the presentation tonight. Thank you. You're, you're Jenny, on mute, Jenny. You're on mute. Let's try again. <laughs> okay. Good evening. Um, tonight we're going to discuss the final draft water shortage event contingency plan. Uh, we talked about this in January and February, and we talked a little bit about it um, last week as well. Next. Okay, so just as a reminder um, that in 2014, um, at the beginning of the drought, the governor imposed water usage restrictions. Um, and over the course of 2014 and 15, Ventura City Council created the Water Shortage Task Force, which developed water rate structure for water shortages and also updated the Water Shortage Event Contingency Plan. Um, and that existing plan, as a framework to address a range of potential events that could result in water shortages. Um, it has six stages of action to respond to water shortage events, reduce demand up to 50%. Um, and it, the current plan compares normal supply year projections to the current year supply projections to determine the water shortage stage. Next. So then there was new legislation in 2018 that created a water shortage event contingency plan mandate, uh, replacing the water shortage contingency analysis uh, under the previous law. Um, and so these, these new requirements highlighted here, um, the orange requirements are those that were not present in our current plan and need to be added. Um, yellow was present, but needed to be modified. Um, and then the, the white was, we were already meeting. Um, so these, these have been, these are in our plan. Um, next. So, as I said, we, um, we distributed a draft water shortage event contingency plan to the water commission in February. Uh, we received written comments from 2 commissioners. Um, and we included a full response to comments matrix in the meeting packet. I just wanted to highlight a few comments here. Um, 
and then we're going to discuss the changes in more detail. Um, so there was one was use consistent terminology when discussing the drought shortage rates. Um, we're now calling them water shortage rate surcharge. And so that has been corrected through the document. Um, we, there was a comment to clarify city actions and customer actions at each stage. And we went through that section and uh, made some edits. Um, there was a request to add an additional sentence uh, in section four to clarify when supplies from state water project interconnection and mature water pure are anticipated to be available. Um, there was a comment about the uh, discussion of the weather outlook that was uh, modified slightly, um, and there were some clarifications added for the outdoor water use estimate. Um, and then we did receive a few comments um, on the final draft that we'll discuss. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit later. Next. Okay, and then um, staff also made a few edits to the document upon further review. Um, we decided to, um, in, in looking at the ordinance revisions and the water shortage plan provisions, uh, to reference the um, ordinance, the water conservation regulations and water shortage regulations ordinance, uh, rather than uh, include all the text that was included. So we. Um, removed most of that. Um, we uh, um, we modified uh, the annual water supply and demand assessment procedures in sections 2.3.2 and 2.3.4 to better match the CWRR procedures. Um, and then we modified table 1.1 1 .1, um, from the draft based on the CWRR, but Based on tonight's discussions, we might have to have further modifications. Um, next. So, like I said, when when I went back to look at this section to discuss, to look at um, the um, adjustment factors issue that we discussed last week, I realized that the language didn't quite match um, uh, the CWR and our current procedures and needed to be revised a little bit. Um, and so we added some um, clarification in that section, reworked it a little bit, um, made, made it clear that we're using the five-year average demand and then adding the anticipated demands to that to, to calculate the projected demand. Um, and so, and then we also thought about the uh, discussion of adjustment factors at last week's meeting and the comments from commissioners and the public were received at that meeting. Um, so if you recall, the issue was that there was some staff had some concern about the percentages for the water shortage stages and triggered uh, and then the triggers demand reduction goals that didn't match up. So the demand could be 19% greater than supply, but the mandatory reduction would only be 10%. Um, and so I think there was some confusion over the um, solution we proposed last week, so we thought about it some more. Um, there was already language in this section that DWR had suggested um, to include that staff could adjust demand estimates upwards if dry conditions were expected in the following year uh, that might increase demand. And so looking at that and taking some suggestions from the meeting, uh, where staff would propose that um, if uh, 
rainfall for the current water year as of March 15th is less than 75% of normal, then we'll add a 5% um, adjustment with the upward with a uh, requested edit. Upward adjustment be made to the demand projections. Uh, and then likewise, if the um, rainfall is less than 50% of normal, then a 10% upward adjustment would be made. Um, next. So just a reminder here, this is this was table floor one um, that has the, the triggers for the demand supply comparison and then the required demand reduction goal. Um, next. Okay, so I think part of the confusion last week was um, lack of some clear examples. And so um, hopefully this is helpful. Uh, this shows three different demand scenarios for the next five years um, based on our proposed adjustment. Um, so you can see, so we have the projected demand um, in the first column, and then if it's, um, you know, a, a, a dry year, it's the 5% adjustment. If it's a very dry year, it's the 10% adjustment. You see your drought supply, and then you have your, your three comparisons um, to the right. Um, and so, if we look, if we look at this, then we see that even with these adjustments being made, we still do not expect a water stage, a water shortage stage to be declared until 2025. And then only if it's a very dry year and it's only stage 1, um, so that that was our sort of example of how. How this was impact. Um, obviously, this is a static chart um, that looks at what we know from right now, and you know, the CWR does this annually. Um, so these projections will likely change over time. But from from where we stand right now, that's that's the outlook. Um, and just a reminder that again, these these new demand baselines um, using the five year demand assumes and counts on that conservation will continue. Um, if conservation does not continue, then demand projections will increase um, and a stage could be declared sooner than 2025. So we're still encouraging and counting on existing conservation, even if we do not declare a water shortage stage, um, we're just wouldn't trigger the other actions that come with the shortage stage, including um, the implementation of the water shortage surcharge rates. So we're still, we still want people to conserve. We're just not going to have all the hammers in place. Next. Okay. So, like I said, we, we did. Include, um, revisions to table 1, 1 in the final draft. However, based on, um. Our proposed revisions to the adjustment factor, it changes that table 1, 1, because that assumed um, that was consistent with our proposal from last week. Uh, so I updated these numbers where uh, we're using the projected demand numbers and then only adding the adjustment factor dependent on rainfall. So there would be some, some uh, description of that um, in the footnote to the table on the gross water use. Um, but these numbers will be adjusted downward 
if if the water commission um, approves this uh, change. Okay, next. Okay, and then um, additionally, we received a few new comments after we circulated the draft. Um, and so most of these were fairly straightforward. Uh, there was a comment about section 4.2.2. There was a, somehow a duplicate uh, paragraph slipped in there. So we'll remove that. Um, like I said, in section 2.6 on the rainfall adjustments, it was suggested to clarify that it means upward. And so we, we added that. Um, and then in section four, I previously mentioned that we um, added a sentence on state water project and mature water peer availability, and subsequently uh, would like to remove that. Um, we don't think that dates certain for specific projects are necessary for this report, um, and that it can that com comment we had a conflicting comment from another commissioner, uh, so we decided to remove that text again. Um, and then for section 1.7, uh, in response to a public comment, we, we need to add 2020 to the urban water management plans references. Um, and table 2.1 under March, we'll add the Upper Ventura River GSA to the list of agencies to contact. And then add a reference, there was a comment that we should um, be more specific about our source for the rainfall data and which rain gauge we're going to use. And so we're going to add a, a clarification that we'll be using the Ventura County Watershed Protection District rainfall site, um, and we'll use station 066E, which is a Ventura City Hall. Um, and then, uh, like I said, those adjustments to Table 1-1 will also be made dependent upon uh, Water Commission's decision on the rainfall adjustment factor. Next. Okay, so uh, hopefully tonight the Water Commission can recommend approval of the water shortage event contingency plan, and then we'll take it to City Council at the end of April, and hopefully they will approve it, and then it will be available so that we can use it in the CWR and make our water shortage stage declaration or a comparison of supply and demand, and then we'll also be included in the urban water management plan as well. Next. So staff recommendation, we'd like to receive this written report and presentation on the final draft 2020 water shortage event contingency plan um, and recommend approval to city council. We also need some direction on the use of the demand adjustments based on rainfall um, and direction on the additional revisions proposed in response to comments. That's it. Thank you so much, Jennifer. So, um, one, I want to thank uh, the commissioners that provided written comments and uh, sure water staff that provided uh, the responses comments in attachment A. So, I would like to actually start with our commenter, commissioner commenters, starting with uh, Commissioner McCord. Bob, if you're there. Uh, yeah, yes, I am here. Uh, I assume you're. Yes, uh, I have a question for Jennifer with, with regard to slides. I think it's 10 and 11. Um, 
you're projecting that we'll have a shortage by 2025 in one or two of those slides. But my question, uh, I don't know if you can bring it up again. I think Deborah's working on it. Oh, all right. Well, here, here I, I made a few notes here, so I'll try to, uh, on the assumption we're not going to get it. Okay. Which table is it? I'm sorry. Uh, 10, 10, 10 and 11, I think. Okay, well, Jennifer, my question uh, has to do with we're projecting a shortage by 2025, and then in a lot of our publicity and what we're reading in other reports is that we're talking about uh, Ventura Water Pure, State Water and Ventura Water Pure possibly coming online in, in 2025 and 2026. Okay. So I'm just trying to reconcile the public message. Uh, I mean, we, we, we project a shortfall by 2025, and I think it's table 10 than the previous one. So what would you recommend how we reconcile this for a public message? Maybe I'm not right asking the right question, Jennifer, but we're projecting yeah. we're going to get water and now we're projecting we're not going to get water. Okay. And you're building in drought assumptions and so forth. I mean, you've explained it, but that, that's, that's really my question. How do we, I don't want to predict optimism. We got great water coming and oh, no, we don't. You know, that's the problem. So, so the 2025 um, supply projection does not include uh, state water or Ventura water, pure water being available in 2025. Well, so that's that's one of the reasons for the shortfall. If that, if that would helps. I be out of line? I'm, I'm interested in the other commissioner's comments. Well, uh, I guess Bob, I'll jump in. I think what they projected here is a worst case scenario. Five oh, years of continual drought, the way we've had those this year and next year, and some of those assumptions, and the project's not being operational by that point. That's okay, I just want to make sure that that's made clear. If once this goes out to the public, then people are going to look at this and say, "Wait a minute, I can't reconcile it." So, sure, sure. I, I mean, how about? I guess you're really saying worst case scenario, and somewhere I'd love to see that this is a worst case scenario. So, yes, and and for this particular report, uh, this requ the requirement is to project five years of drought uh, from from today, and so that's what this table does, uh, and looks at the water supply projections for the next five years. The urban water management plan, which we'll discuss next month, has a longer outlook, and does include uh the new water sources coming online so this is this is a snapshot of just the next five years and this is really more talking about just the water shortage actions and from what we know right now what supplies and demand will be those next five years the cwr and the urban water management plan has more of a discussion of of um water supplies and demands out further in the future okay Thank you very much. I, I did understand this. It's just for some who's listening in for the first time, or others may not quite see it when the, with the, in the same perspective. But the, that was the point of my asking the question. Okay. So, Commissioner McCor uh, Holmes has Suzanne has a, a comment. Yeah, just with just with regard to Bob's specific comment on this point, um, Jenny, isn't there also a timing issue here? 
that you're talking about, are you talking about fiscal years here or water years when, and, and my point would be, I think part of what Bob's getting at is maybe we need to add a footnote, for example, that says Ventura, you know, the state water interconnect is expected to come online in the latter half of calendar 2025. Whereas this may be talking about a fiscal period or a water year period, which is not the same. So it's it's not just that it's quote unquote a worst case scenario. We have a timing difference. Yeah. So this is if this is a count. These are calendar year projections. Um, it's a little bit odd because uh, we're. Halfway through, it will be halfway through the calendar year by the time we um, declare the shortage. Um, and it, so, but then the but then the shortage events are are on the fiscal year basis. So it's a little bit disconnect between EWR requirements. But the the water shortage contingency plan analysis is based on the calendar year. However, like I talked last week. The shortage stages are lined up to be declared on the fiscal year. Right, so, at, and, to and further my point, you other, uh, confusion, you also have a, a seasonal issue. Water, uh, a wet season, dry season. Or do they align with the fiscal? So maybe, maybe the solution to this is to footnote that our supply projections do not include any of the water from that we will potentially receive from the state water interconnect because the exact availability of that and that construction is not yet determined. Yeah, we can we can add something like that that says that this that these this so this particular table does not actually appear in the report. This was just for purposes of illustration for tonight. Deborah, can you go to the next slide? So this will be the table that um, is actually in the report, but we can add uh, perhaps a footnote to the total supplies um, row and and um, indicate um, that does not include any new supplies online prior to the end of 2025 at this point. I would like to join Commissioner McCombs. And her comments were right on point and should be added as a footnote. I, it's, it was what I like that. Um, it explains it fully. Uh, Commissioner Clyde, I think you, uh, Nova, you had, you wanted to talk by comment. Oh, your hand up earlier. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I think the, uh, the other thing maybe to point out is that the um if we are heading towards a shortfall then there would be actions taken to prevent us from being in a position where we can't meet demand with supply so that's where um i mean it's <laughs> I don't know how ma how many footnotes you want to add, but um, well, that's actually already in the report. Also, is that if that there are um, supply augmentation opportunity, you know, potential supply augmentation opportunities, and actually in that section it does discuss 
when when state water project water is available, it will be treated as a supply augmentation uh, source. So that's that's already in there. I didn't talk about it here tonight because it was already in the draft. Um, but yeah, right. there's a section there, and there's a table in the appendix that actually has some numbers in it. Um, okay. So that's that's already included. Yeah. So maybe you can just cross reference that. You know, so readers of this can can look and see that. Uh, again, my my thing is make it really easy to read these reports because they are nuanced and they can be very confusing. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that I'm hearing a lot of um, growing blowback on rates and um, and a comment today on Nextdoor that the city is doing nothing about drought planning, which I tried to answer. Uh, but um, I think one of the concerns that keeps coming up is that there's all this construction going on downtown and here's the city putting us in a position where we're going to run out of water in 2025 because of all this building and it's out of control and and that sort of thing. So I think we need to be very cognizant of um, how we present these numbers and that there is a very careful planning process behind this. And I had a question on this for looking ahead from 2022 to 2025. Does it include all of the projected construction that would be completed by 2025, or does that not include it because we just don't have enough information? So it includes, so from the CWR that we talked about last week, it includes from what we know right now of what is um, approved and under construct, you know, approved and under construction projects. Um, it includes all the projected demands from all of those projects and it assumes that those projects will be completed by 2025. So the full demand from all those projects is included in these demand projections by 2025. And again, maybe and those projects might take, some of them might take much longer to complete. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you can say uh, to be conservative, all planned projects that are currently, you know, in um, whatever documents or before the city planning commission are assumed to be constructed and using water by 2025. Although this yeah. is unlikely, we are, yeah. Again, it's it, this is really uh, an important document for messaging. All of these are. And so um, I think that however we can keep that in mind and add footnotes because people aren't going to read text they're going to go to tables and so that's why i'm big on footnotes and making sure things are clear uh, and if i could just briefly i did submit some comments at, at one o'clock today and i apologize for the lateness but um, very simply uh, the term weather should be replaced with climate this is not, we're not talking about weather in this document. We are talking about climate and that the weather is the day to day. Is it going to rain today or is the sun going to come out? That's weather. Climate is the conditions like how much rainfall did we get? Are we going to get? How is that going to affect, um, you know, our aquifer levels? That's climate. So we should really use correct terminology. And I brought that up last at the last meeting. Uh, now it's in writing and I just 
search and replace in the document. Uh, and the other thing is that I would like to see a consistent cover page format for these documents. I don't want to see the consultant's name at the top of this. This is a City of Ventura document. The city stands on it. It is a policy document. We should not be, uh, you know, it's not the consultant's document. We paid them to do it for us. So I would urge you to please come up with a standard format that includes our logos that you give to the consultant and they use that and that is the product they give back to us. Uh, and, and thank you. Yeah, and we do, and we are going to have a standard uh, city venture cover with photos. We just didn't have it ready for this draft. So it will thank be you. in the city I, council packet, it will be there. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, again, I'd like to go back to Commissioner McCord to finish his comments, if you could, Bob. I'm sorry, what was your question? I uh, just wanted to make sure that you finished your comments or you had, if you had any additional ones. No, not on this. The next no, commissioner. I finished. Excellent. Okay. Uh, commissioner Mulligan, please. Thank you. Uh, I'm the one who asked that the projections for the uh, water pure not be put in this report. I have concerns about the date. So uh, the staff is trying to accommodate that request from me. I'm, I'm not comfortable with approving a report with that date in it. So if you're wondering why they're doing that, that, that was my request. Um, the Jennifer, I have a question about this five and 10%. I, I understand now Sort of what you're, what you're doing based on re tonight, and it looks like you're adjusting you're adjusting demand because our bands for our our shortages and our rates are at ten percent and they're too wide. Um, but I'm and and I I get the need to do it and it makes sense to do it, but people are going to be questioning the rates and is adjusting demands justifiable? Because if it's a dry year this year, next year's demands aren't necessarily going to be high. It's this year's demands that are high. What will be happening next year is your supplies will be lower. But presumably, you're figuring that in your analysis of what supplies will be available. So are you thinking that supplies will be high this year and that's not included in your five-year average? If somebody questions you, what's your succinct answer for how you justify doing it? Yeah, the justification is that that it, it adjusts demand because if it if it doesn't rain, then um, the potential outdoor watering demands would increase. Um, but they'll increase this year, right? Next that, year. That's what this is for this current year. Oh, it's to adjust the current year. Okay, that wasn't clear to me. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. You're adjusting this year because you don't actually have a number for this year yet. Right. Okay. And it, it does totally it does it's we're required to do two years, so we'll do the current year and the following year. Um and I guess we'll just assume both. Uh if this year's dry next well, we have to assume next year's dry. So um yeah. It'll be two it's two okay. years. Okay. Okay, so you are adjusting demands for the current year up. 
because you right. don't know what that is and that's an estimate yeah and, you know and if, yeah and so if you go it. back to the table okay if you go back to page 10 deborah like i said this table is not actually in the report this was just for illustration purposes to show the impact of the adjustments potentially over the next five years but only this first row 2021 that's the adjustment that will be happening for the got it year. because that's still an estimate even though we're in the current year and you need correct. to look it up correct okay that's a good explanation and i thank you for incorporating my comments i think the report looks really good thank you okay hey, uh commissioner burton grant yeah, I echo uh, Susan's comments. I think it's a really good report, and I, I admire the staff's speed in responding to um, the commissioner's comments. I listened to Nova, and I quickly did a, a I looked at the definitions of weather and climate, and I think she's right. Um, so I, I endorse that as well. And that's all I have. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Ackerman. Jim, you want to speak next? I'm muted. Yeah. Um, the supply and demand for 2025. I'm just thinking if if people get a hold of this and see this after paying these rate increases for all those years, they're expecting some something at the other end where we don't uh, have a greater uh, supply than we have demand. Uh, so uh, the the subtext or the the note below that um, this will change based on completion of these capital improvement projects or just something uh i don't think susan wanted to name them by name what they are but just something saying based on our our future uh that would be put into this uh graph so you'd see a, a significant change once we uh, secure a water supply through the two various modes that's my thought thank you uh commissioner mccomb suzanne thank you i just have a couple um, on to expand on Susan Mulligan's comment on uh, table 2.1 in terms of whether or not a Ventura water shortage task force is needed as one of the items that happens. Um, you, you've clarified in the text edit that you provided us that the shortage task force would be comprised of Ventura water staff from the general manager's office and and other applicable departments. And I guess one of my thoughts would be in the event that that's required, I think it might be appropriate to consider that the current chair of the Water Commission be a part of that task force acting as a liaison to the Water Commission and basically being a, you know, a citizen and resident advocate in the event that that takes place. So I would suggest that that be considered. Um, next item would be on 2.3.3 in terms of potential demand. Um, it's kind of building on Nova's comment that one of the dilemmas we have from a messaging standpoint is the public doesn't understand the amount of time that's required to get a project to the point where you have entitlements, let alone to be able to move forward with construction. And so people look around and they see, quote, all of this development as though it's out of control when in fact most of the people who are building those projects have had those projects in the works for 10 to 12 years and they're just now coming to fruition. So that's just a disconnect between the working knowledge of the public in terms of what's involved and the reality. But I do have a comment that I think you might wanna consider with regard to 2.3.3 and that would be in the event that the precipitating 
event is, for example, a significant seismic event or an earthquake, which is unexpected, but all of a sudden a reality, that it might be appropriate at that for that scenario for us to, instead of just taking um, everything that's approved and entitled to, you know, 20% over the next five years to consider at that point, those projects that actually are far enough along that could be delivering within the reasonable expectation of the water shortage event. Again, not one that's triggered by climate, but if it's a seismic event or some infra significant infrastructure event where something happens and all of a sudden we know our supplies are negatively impacted for a specific period of time, it might be relevant to look at the future demand from those projects, not just in terms of a ratable 2020, 2020, 2020, but instead say, okay, of the projects that are, you know, that fit that criteria to be considered, how many of them actually could come online? Because there could be a significant difference in the projected demand in that type of scenario. Not necessarily something you have to put into this document, but I think it would be something worth considering for those types of events. Um, you've clarified that in 2.3.4, you're going to add increase. So I appreciate that. And then um, last question is on 7.1.2 on page 7.2. Uh, the, the bullet regarding what happens if water wholesalers or other regulatory agencies pass through additional fees to the city of Ventura. That bullet was deleted, but my question is, so what does happen in that instance? So Susan or Jenny, could you address what would happen? So in our, in our rates, we do include, you know, like a, a percentage of 5% increase for, you know, different entities, wholesalers or regulatory agencies. If something happened where it was substantial, um, you know, again, we'd have to use probably um, reserves, but we we built that into the rates. In, in the previous scenario, yeah, in the previous previously we had said if that happened, that would also be something we would just do as a straight pass through to our customers. So that we're saying now that's a change. Uh, Commissioner McCombs, the yes, that would we'd still have the ability to pass through on our base rates. It's just no longer relevant to shortage rates because we have the shortage uh, surcharge structure now, and so it still would apply to rates, and we'd still have that option. It just isn't relevant to this report anymore. Thank you. That's all I have. Okay, I, I want to circle back to Commissioner Clyde Nova. Uh, didn't mean to, to cut you off at that point. Didn't know you had submitted written comments, but if you have additional comments, this would be welcome at this time. Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Okay, great. All right. And I just had a few uh, short clarifying. Is there a reason why we need to do an adjustment at all? Is that a requirement from DWR or? It's not a requirement. Um, it's it's an allowable um, action that they encourage you to do if you need to take into account uh, 
drought conditions and how demand might respond to those drought conditions. Um, like I said, we one of the main reasons we were doing it was because of the um, table. Uh, Deborah, can you go back? Let's see. I think it was back on the slide. Yeah, table four one. Uh -huh. Um, because one reason is because of the um, when you're let's say that you do the uh, supply demand comparison and your um, nineteen percent uh, demand is greater nineteen percent um, greater than supply, so you have a ten percent mandatory reduction. Um, that leaves you with potential. Uh, shortfall and so this was just one way to make sure that the demand side of our projections um, have as much deal with that uncertainty you know uncertainty and demand as much as possible um, and then obviously if there's a greater gap then we'll have to look at supply augmentation or um, but that was that was the reason why we were looking for okay. potentially doing an adjustment. I just wanted and, to get that clarification on the record. Yeah. Anybody asked, you know, why are we why are we doing this adjustment? Uh, next question: We're in 2021. Why are we have a 2020 report? Because it's part of the urban water management plan, and the urban water management plan is called the 2020 urban water management plan. Okay, all right. Just guess that'll come up when we do the urban water management plan, but uh, I think that's probably regulatory, or that was just a requirement from DWR. Okay, and then the last question is: You have uh, March fifteenth. Uh, is there a reason why March fifteenth is the time that uh, rainfall or the, the year, the rainfall, the water year, is of March fifteenth versus April first? I noticed sometimes April 1st is when DWR does a snow survey. Just curious why. So it's March 15th for scheduling purposes um, because then we can, uh, we normally present the draft um, CWR to the Water Commission in March. So that would allow us to make a determination prior to that meeting. So strictly Water Commission schedule driven. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's towards the end of the water year um, or, you know, when we're expecting rainfall. And so we felt like mid March is a good time to say, you know, this is a good time to say how much rain we have. Um, this is probably going to be most of it. Um, so, and then the 15th was was administrative. Okay. All right. Just wanted to get that clarified or on the record. Uh, so with that, uh, let's hear uh, public comment. Public comment, Deborah? Yes, we have one speaker, Bert Handy. Bert, will you put Bert through? Bert, you're unmuted. Mr. Handy, you you're welcome. Folks? You have three minutes. Can you hear me? Yes. The only thing that I brought up was what you just brought up. I have a concern with the March 15th date. I think there should be an addendum on that to add a review later on because We've had a few years that March gives us a lot of rain and the change really changes the outlook. So I think it should have a review date, something at the end of April or the first part of May to review it for the option. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. All right, uh, bring this item back to the commission for 
your consideration of action. I'd entertain a motion. Um, I'll make the motion. Take a stab. I move that the commission recommend that the city council approve the final draft of the 2020 water shortage event contingency plan with the addition of uh, Commissioner McCombs uh, footnote and changing the word weather to climate where appropriate. Second. Any discussion? Second. We have a first and a second. Any uh, further discussion on the motion for us or any addendums to that? Was that Commissioner Ackerman that seconded the motion? Yes. Thank you. I'm not seeing any further hands up for either amendments or considerations. So, Deborah, will you call the roll call, please? Commissioner Ackerman? Yes. Commissioner Burton? Yes. Commissioner Flight? Yes. Commissioner McCombs? Yes. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. Commissioner McCord? Yes. Commissioner Hoogner? Yes. Let's uh, move on to item number two. This is an ordinance amending the water conservation regulations and water shortage regulations and rates relating thereto. Um, Miles, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like uh, to receive comments from Commissioner McCord. I understand he might have to leave at 630. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. I do. I, um, I don't. My first question. My question and might go to um, Mr. Hogan and those the other commissioners. It has to do with attachment A and the water waste. The amend the ordinance that's being amended regarding water waste being prohibited. Um, specifically, if and you're probably not with me on this, I think it would be page 34 on what we were given. And there are two provisions, uh, section 22.171.160 and then 22.171.180. And what these two provisions do is make it a, a public offense if you violate the water waste ordinance. And then if you look back in the general regulations pertaining to the municipal code, anyone who violates this could be fined $1,000 and go to jail for six months. That idea was rejected in 2013 by the Citizens Committee. And it's, I know it's not up for a vote right at this point, but in my point of view, I will never, never have anybody go to jail or be prosecuted criminally because they've watered down their turf. It ain't gonna happen, not in my lifetime, at least if I have a vote on it. So that's what I wanted to say before I have to go. And that's about all I gotta say about that one. Okay, thank you for your comments. Uh... Why don't we now have a Miles or, or Ventura Water staff do their presentation uh, with consideration perhaps of answering Commissioner McCord's uh, comments and questions afterwards. Uh, 
Thank you, Chair Kubner and the Water Commission. Uh, Miles Hogan, Assistant City Attorney with the City Attorney's Office. And Commissioner McCord, why don't I start with your question um, in case you need to go. Uh, I did not uh, and staff did not recommend any changes to what uh, was put forward uh, in 2015 um, with the Water Shortage Task Force. So these are the provisions uh, that were approved at that time and have remained in place since. The parts that we updated were uh, the references to the Ventura Water General Manager and to the City Manager. Um, but to address your concern, uh, the city always employs progressive enforcement. Um, so the city always starts with the most minor approach um, issuing a warning, uh, going out and offering a water conservation survey, as many of you are aware, and then if necessary, progressing from there. So administrative citation would be the next step um, applied on the water bill and so forth. Um, I don't think the intent here is imprisonment um, uh, for a violation of these provisions. Um, but if there's a language change uh, that we need to make to address your concern, um, but I don't think that's the, that's the intent here. Um, it would typically be, you know, the progressive enforcement uh, steps of warning, administrative citation, and then increasing the fine if there isn't compliance thereafter. Okay. Do you mind if I oh, mind if I ask another question? Um, of course. Um, all right. What's not before anybody is section 1.150.010 of the general regulations of the city and 1.150.020. And while I respect the comments about, gee, we're progressive, we start low and we go high. I'm sorry. After so many years of doing what I did, I've seen very ambitious people go high and then drop down. So again, I, I'm just being repetitive now, but you really are providing for someone to go to jail in the ultimate event. And that's, I, don't, I guess saying it a third time won't help. Bob, is there something you recommend in terms of uh, strikeout in the, in the current proposed ordinance? Is it just, yeah, it's just, just simply any violation of the water waste uh, ordinance shall not constitute a criminal offense, period. So I'll, I'll wait to come back to that. I'll, I'll, I'll consider that and, and perhaps have a response when we get past when we get down to the end of our deliberations. That's a possibility. Thank you. I'm just uh, writing that down, Chair Kubner. Great. Okay. So, Miles, I don't know if you have actually a presentation or you night um, you were going to go over this or you were going to open this up for um, commissioner comments and then the public. I just have a few brief comments. Uh, so, I worked with uh, Ventura Water staff to make uh, requested changes to the proposed uh, ordinance before you tonight. Uh, the primary changes related to the item you just went over. Uh, updates that were necessary to the water shortage event contingency plan 
and the comments uh, received from water commissioners and the public on changes to that plan. Also changes were made to reflect uh, the water shortage rates, uh, which are now water shortage surcharge rates and the updates there. I wanna highlight that this ordinance would not go to city council at the same time as the water shortage plan because those shortage rates numbers are in there. So we would have to wait until the other water ordinance, uh, water rates ordinance goes to city council in, on May 17th. I just wanted to highlight that schedule difference. There were also minor changes uh, made to reflect the change to monthly billing and the corresponding um, administrative uh, fine amounts with that change. And then uh, we also cleaned up and eliminated some unnecessary uh, information uh, that was in the ordinance text as well. We did receive uh, one comment, uh, a recommended change that uh, for the commission's consideration tonight and Commissioner McCord has already referred to it. Uh, it was a request from uh, Commissioner Mulligan in section 22.171.130, there is a reference to chapter 2.50, and that needs to be updated to chapter 1.050, as well as a reference to chapter 2.52, that needs to be updated to chapter 1.150. And those were two changes where at some point the code, uh, they referred to the same sections, it's just the code got renumbered those chapters at some point and the change was not reflected um, in this text. And that's my brief presentation, uh, Chair Huebner. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miles. Hey, uh, I will look to various commissioners who wish to speak on this item. I'm not sure everybody wants to. You certainly will have your opportunity. Uh, Commissioner Mulligan, I see your hand up. Go ahead, Susan. Miles, the way I looked carefully, as you, you mentioned, I looked at the code sections. I looked carefully at the, whether it's a criminal offense and what happens and what's a misdemeanor based on those code sections. And it looked to me like this is only a misdemeanor on the fourth offense, not the first, second, or third. And in that case, I'm pretty comfortable with it. And the reason that I am is that when you're in a very severe water shortage and we haven't gotten there yet, you can be at a point where water is, there's only enough water for health and safety for people to actually flush the toilets and clean themselves and drink. And if water's wasted in that event, it's a really serious matter. And the state takes it as a serious matter too. So I'm fairly comfortable with the fourth offense being a misdemeanor and leaving some teeth in this. It doesn't have to always be used, but if you're in an emergency scenario and you're talking about health and safety, I think it probably needs to be there. So that's my perspective. Thank you. Other commissioners that wish to speak? Do you want me to go through the list? Brent, anything? 
Oh, uh, yeah, Gerhardt. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I if you're going to circle back to me, uh, but well, go ahead. I know you're, you're well, I, I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm pressing this. I've got it in response to Commissioner Mulligan's what she said. The civil remedies are really pretty draconian. When you allow when we reach the stage where someone is so abusive of a water resource, we have the power under this ordinance to shut their water off. We also have the power to file a application for an injunction to declare it a public nuisance. So I know that, and those remedies are really very severe. In addition to the financial penalties that can be imposed. Where I'm having always a problem, of course, is the jail issue, as you know, and uh, so that would be my response to your comments. I am persuaded by that argument. Commissioner McCord. Grant. That, that's yeah. persuasive. You're right. Water can be shut off. Yeah, I, I'm persuaded by it too. I know that at um, Montecito a few years ago when they adopted the uh, water shortage emergency ordinance, this issue was debated back and forth and they came out the exact same way by eliminating any kind of criminal penalties. And, and they found that um, threatening this sh to, to shut the water off or, sh or shutting it off had a very um, gigantic motivational impact on the people. So that usually works. So that's yeah. my two cents. I agree. Uh, Nova, do you have anything you want to comment? Uh, after listening to the conversation, I would say I have to agree with uh, Commissioner McCord that uh, criminal penalties are a little bit over the top given the other remedies. So I'll weigh in on that. Thank you. Thank you. Suzanne? Um, if you could just email us after the fact and tell us which places those code references are that you're going to adjust. As opposed to necessarily trying to flip through it all again tonight, I wasn't able to write it down fast enough. You're talking about the. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner McCombs. That was going to be my suggestion that if uh, if if there's agreement on this issue, that the motion just uh, reflects uh, with the change of removing criminal enforcement at the necessary locations in the ordinance before it goes to City Council. Jim, do you have any comments? Yeah, I'm just looking through 22.171.120 violations and uh, to the fifth level. Those are all pretty severe starting at the least, but uh, I think a total shutoff for 12 calendar months is pretty significant and appropriate and it uh, builds from uh, the first violation down. So um, I'm in agreement with them. Very good. Um, so I just have a, a few comments. Uh, one, I do support uh, the conversation that just occurred in terms of, of criminal and, and removing that the intent uh, that we're not looking to go criminal or other remedies. Um, second, I'm looking at the markup strikeout version, page three, and there's this is just sort of a practical matter when you're talking about the second violation. 100% of their most recent monthly water bill or $25. I don't know anybody's water bill that's going to be less than 25. So 
practical matter that doesn't really putting a hundred percent there doesn't really seem to make sense to me, but just a comment. Um, but more importantly, on page 22 of the strikeout markup version under 22171060 stage one and two water shortage restrictions there's reference to stage one or two if you look under number five that struck out implement water shortage surcharge rates consistent with this code but I think there's a construct problem within a stage one or two, and we just adopted a report that said uh, only stage two would have water shortage rates implemented. So I think it should be very clear that water shortage surcharge rates will only be implemented for stage two and above in the ordinance. It's the ordinance is what really carries, not a report. And those are my comments. Chair Huebner, can you just say that section one more time? Sure. It's 22.171.060, stage one and two water shortage reductions, in parentheses, zero, 10% reduction goal, voluntary and mandatory. And if you look under A, as the following actions apply to the city during a stage one or stage two water shortage event. And then you have one through six, seven, but you go to you go to five and it says implement the, the shortage water surcharge rates consistent with this code. That would to me imply that it would also apply to stage one. So it's just a it's a construct. Should only apply to stage two. If I'm correct, my interpretation. That is correct. So we can add. I would propose just adding a clause at the end. That would be fine. Thing commence commencing with stage two. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. All right. Uh, any other commissioner comments or commenters? Uh, do we have any pub? I don't see any. I don't want to rush this, but I don't Chair see Huebner, any. Yes, go ahead. Before you before you on, I wanted to address your first comment as well. Sure. Uh, on the fine amount, they could be. Um, so the switch to I think the intent uh, in. Some of the members may be able to speak to this uh, who were on it at the time, but I think the in intent was to keep uh, that initial fine um, uh, fairly low and then to progressively raise it over time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I conferred with staff and that's why we kept it the same, uh, but that fine amount for the initial and second violation uh, could be modified if the uh, uh, Commission wishes to do so. Now, I'm all about starting low and progressive enforcement and you know, starting with some amount. I was just sort of pointing out a little bit of, you know, a practicality of having 100% of your most recent monthly water bill, um, you know, um, 
if that was the intent to discourage water use, the reality is, you know, it's the 25, it's, it's going to be implied in, in the vast majority of the cases. I understand later where you have, you know, 100% of the bill uh, C and, you know, for the third and fourth violations where their bill may be more than $50, 50%, you know, I'm only applying what my bill is and what I pay for water and um, likely, you know, those 25 and the 50 or what, if I were to violate, that would be the penalty. Really comes into the higher tiers of fourth violation. Again, you want to, you okay. know, you want to change behavior. So what is it going to change, do to change the behavior, get their attention? Gerhard, okay, to, to that, I guess Miles and Gerhard, here's a question. If to that point, you know, we're clear, we're saying it's the water bill, mm -hmm. but are we really, is, is the intent talking about the, the water consumption charges as a, for example, as opposed to the meter charge? Because you could have someone who says, okay, you know, I, I just won't, you know, I won't use anything at all. They wouldn't have any consumption, but they would still owe the meter charge. So is the intent there truly to talk about the quote water bill or the water consumption charges? Uh, and I don't McCombs, the, the language is the entire water bill. Um, so it uh, includes both the fixed charge and the consumption charge, but it does not include the sewer portion of the bill. So no wastewater charge. Well, didn't mean to, to hold things up, but I mean, having done enforcement myself, at various points in my career, sometimes this can be important when, you know, when you're, someone's asking, or you really do have a bad actor. Let me let me ask from a practical level. Uh, have we fined anyone for waste water? How many bad actors potentially do we have out there? How many times have we had to impose penalties and and have they been successful in changing the behavior? It's not about collecting money. Enforcement should never be about collecting money, about changing the behavior. So, Chair Hubner, I can answer that. Um, we're we're confirming that number, but over the last five years, we've only had a issue to fine for water waste around five times. It's very rare, and they usually change their behavior before it goes to that. Okay. All right. I suppose you can always bring this ordinance back if the staff deals are not being effective, or you have a prolific waster. Um, 
could just leave it at that unless the other other commissioners feel strongly about some change here. I do have to go. I'm sorry uh, for that. Uh, I will make just this comment about there only being five instances. I think we're always going to find one or two bad actors in history, and that doesn't mean we should change what I've heard tonight on the progressive enforcement and ultimately the public nuisance option. That will take care, that'll nip that one in the bud real quick. So I, that would be my last comment. So your comment would be not to change what's proposed tonight in terms of this section. Uh, other than the elimination of the criminal as an criminal enforcement as an option. Understood. Okay. Uh, do we have any uh, public, any other commissioner comments? Should there be a one action specifically for chronic abusers that are outside the normal uh, abuse system for um, how we manage that? Just something, a clause that says in the event of, or one way of just addressing those very rare situations? I would look to- Commissioner Ackerman. I, I, I was just gonna say, Commissioner Ackerman, I think the uh, existing ordinance language gives us enough flexibility as Commissioner McCord has described that as we move forward with progressive enforcement fines and even potentially shutting off water, that should be sufficient for obtaining compliance. And I conferred with uh, Ventura Water staff and they don't recommend any changes to that as well. Okay, I copy that, thanks. Very good. Uh, Deborah, do we have any public comments on this item? Yes, we have one, Bert Handy. Bert, will you please bring Bert up? Bert, you're good, unmuted. Good evening, can you hear me? Yes, you have three minutes. I, Go ahead. I agree with what has been uh, discussed tonight. The only thing that I would be concerned about is that the way populations work, and if you have a situation where we really tighten up and have many, many people in one house, just think of the border right now. Um, you could have somebody who has 10 people in their house and they would be in in violation all the time. And I think there should be a way to deal with that issue. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. All right, I'm gonna bring this item back to the commission for potential action. Entertain a motion. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be the victim again. <clears throat> I move that the commission recommend that the city council approve the proposed ordinance amending the water conservation and water shortage regulations and rates relating thereto provided that the ordinance is modified to remove any potential criminal liability for non-compliance, period. A second. Can I uh, ask an amendment to that motion, that issue that I brought up in terms of the stage two, that be added? I, I, I amend my motion to include that. Okay, thank you. Second. All right, any other further discussion on the motion before us? Don't see any, uh, let's have a roll call. Commissioner Ackerman? Yes. Commissioner Burton? Yes. Commissioner Clight? Yes. Commissioner McCombs? Yes. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. 
Commissioner McCord. Yes. Good night, everybody. Go Bruins. Commissioner Hubner. Yes. <laughs> item, item passes. Thank you very much. I believe that is our last item for tonight, unless uh, staff has anything else that they're going to provide any other comments. Um, yes, uh, Chair, if you don't mind. Um, sure. we, I did want to mention that the Comprehensive Water Resource Report comments are due from the commissioners this Thursday, April 1st. Thank you to those who've already provided those comments. So just a reminder. Great. Uh, any other announcements from the commissioners that they want to add tonight? Or, or... Uh, I did note that the California State Water Project, their initial allocations were reduced to 5%. Um, 10%. So um, that's not good news, at least for most of the state of California that's relying on state water. That shows how much a dry this year is. All right. I think that concludes our meeting. I'd like to adjourn. I want to thank everyone for participating in tonight's meeting, and we will see you at our April uh, mission meeting. Thanks again. Good night.